0: what's up friends i'm your host amanda smith and welcome to the girl gang podcast the show where i chat with inspiring women about business life's challenges and building community because we all need it if you need a girl gang this podcast is for you Welcome to the Girl Gang Podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Lila Stewart, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. It is so fun, and we are in person at... My office in Dallas, and we're at Work Suites, and it is very few and far between that I get to do an in-person interview. So I'm super glad to
1: have you. Well, I love being in person here <laughs> with you; it makes it so much more fun.
0: It is so so fun. Um, well, we're gonna get started. So why don't you just tell everybody really quickly who you are and what you do?
1: Okay, and so my name is Lila Stewart. I am my husband and I are the founders behind Hari Mari. Um, for those of you that aren't familiar, we are a originally a premium flip-flop brand Mm -hmm. kind of fun stuff we are now turning into a footwear brand but the one and only sandal brand out of texas it is amazing
0: and so you and i just chatted a little bit about the story and things like that and so um it's like i it's so unique and it is the exact opposite of what you think just like flip-flops are in a flip-flop company and i always think of you know old navy's five dollar flip-flops that are out in the summer or um you know cheap ones from target and things like that but this is more than just shoes you know and an e-commerce business so tell us
1: the story of how this happened sure i would love to and there's no super quick way of doing it but here goes so, my husband and I had a really cool opportunity back in 2007 to move to Jakarta, Indonesia. So, we did. We sold our cars and put what little we owned in storage and took off. And we were, this was back in 2007. And we were both working on different projects over there. Jeremy produced a documentary film about malnutrition, specifically how it affected kids in Southeast Asia wow. as part of some of his projects. Mm-hmm. I got on the board for the American Women's Association – and I spent my time helping kids in, in and around Jakarta and orphanages. And if you haven't been to Jakarta, and I love that your husband has, mm-hmm. but for those that haven't, to paint a picture, have you maybe seen the movie Slumdog Millionaire? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's exactly what Jakarta was like. Yeah, The poverty was awful and really Rough. sad, and families living on less than a dollar a day. And um, it was pretty devastating to see day in and day out. And mm-hmm. we lived there for about three years. So moving back in 2010... Obviously, our experience and what we had witnessed had changed us. Mm -hmm. Jumping back into corporate America just wasn't something that we wanted to do. Or hearts really weren't just in it. We wanted to continue to help kids. We wanted to um, start our own business and have a philanthropy that gave back to help kids. Mm -hmm. So it was a little bit backwards in that our philanthropy was decided before the business and that we were going to donate a percentage of our sales to kids who were battling pediatric cancer here in the United States it's the most fatal disease of children in the U.S., more so than all childhood diseases combined. So then we qu- very quickly figured out it was going to be flip-flop. We went to St. Bernard Sports, which coincidentally, when we first started, was our f- the very first store that picked us up. And Amanda, we noticed that the flip-flops that were hanging on the walls in 2007 when we left were the exact same ones still hanging on the wall in 2010 when we got back. Oh, my. Maybe different iterations of black and brown, but it was the same thing. Yikes. And Jeremy wanted something a little more elevated, a pop of color. I just wanted a nice leather flip-flop that didn't destroy my feet yeah. to break it in. and that lasted forever. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so that's kind of how the idea began. So we felt like if, if we could come to market and produce something just comfortable right out of the box and focus on color and premium and durability and, mm-hmm. um, but also give back that we might be onto something. And what we also noticed about the flip-flop space is that every single flip-flop brand is headquartered in California, excuse me, every major brand. Okay. And so, and their marketing is about surf and that didn't resonate or speak to either one of us. As a Texan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> born and raised Texan too. We could so go to Galveston, but yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) doubt we're surfing (laughs) (laughs) totally so we just wanted to like put our mark and 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 just be different just by doing Mm -hmm. it from dallas texas so um that's the backstory hari in the indonesian language means of the sun mari Mm -hmm. in latin means of the sea so kind of a fun play on words pertaining to flip-flops but which is like exactly what your logo looks like that makes me think of. Like, well, thanks. The scene. That's great. I love it. Mission accomplished.
0: There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's so unique. Um, and let's just get into really quickly like pediatric cancer. Okay. And tell me more about that and like how did you
1: guys discover that, especially here in America yeah. um, and maybe for our listeners? Well, w- when we were doing R&D for the business, I was actually pregnant with our daughter. Mm -hmm. She's perfectly healthy. Mm -hmm. um, But throughout the process of the 15 million doctor's appointments you go to when you're pregnant, um, we learned that pediatric cancer was the most fatal disease of children in the U.S. And we felt like there are a lot of brands that help people and organizations and kids abroad. But Mm -hmm. we're like, why not do it here? Mm -hmm. Um, But it was also important for us to Kind of to be close to it, to, mm-hmm. to touch it, to see it, mm-hmm. to feel it. And so we've partnered with Cook Children's in Fort Worth awesome. and a couple other organizations, but they're mm-hmm. our biggest recipient. Mm-hmm. So we go in a couple times a year and we do flop drops and we meet all, that we give so kids funny. that are being treated there for pediatric cancer flip flops, and in addition to the checks that we write. And yeah. we just love being able to, to really kind of witness what our donations are doing and meet some of these brave kids. Yeah. Um, a little bit ago,
0: you said that. When you were having your, your baby girl, um, you told your parents oh, <laughs> you yeah. were going to quit your jobs <laughs> and start a flip-flop company, and you were having a baby, and their response was? Y'all have lost
1: your marbles. <laughs> they, I think, officially were <laughs> genuinely concerned.
0: <laughs> As all parents should be, I <laughs> guess. Yes. But you were adults. So, like, what was that process like? Because I know there's a lot of people listening that are, have either left that job Or they are about to have a kid Yeah. or, um, you know, one of my clients that I just worked with, she had her fourth baby the week we started a coaching program that she joined and she, like her business is becoming bigger and bigger and I'm just, you know, people are doing amazing things all the time, but it's all things that people would look at from the outside and be like you're psychotic. Like, what are you doing?
1: How do you do that?
0: Yeah. How do you do, how in the world do you do that? I mean, I'm having that question myself because we don't have kids yet and we want to, and I'm like, how am I going to do this? You know? Um, I know it's possible, but I'd love to hear like your story in the process of, you know, jumping into this.
1: Well, in terms of the the kids piece of it, I love the saying, it takes a village Mm because it's so true. I mean, we had 200 events the first year that we launched Aramari and my parents and Primarily my parents, and with a little bit of help from Jeremy's parents, my goodness, they watched them almost every single time. Yeah. In addition to that, my brothers and sisters are here, and they also. helped. And yeah. it, they literally, I, I don't know how we would have done it without yeah. them. But it was one of those things where you're just, passion plays such a big part in it. Mm. And if you don't have passion for it, you aren't going to continue to do it and, and grin and bear it mm-hmm. and just give it all the grit and all the effort that it needs. Mm-hmm and we were enjoying it. It doesn't really feel like work if you're having fun doing it. Right. But I look back on it and I I don't know how we did it. I don't know how <laughs> we pulled it off with yeah. babies that weren't sleeping and yeah. I mean, it probably explains all the wrinkles and the gray hair and No, you look great. Well, it it's it's died, but um, <laughs> You look great. Yeah, it's it's it was a grind, for yeah. sure. I mean, it still is, but you just have to kind of grin and bear it. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. That's what I think of when people are like, what
0: keeps you motivated?
1: And I'm like, well, <laughs>
0: what what else do you have if you're not passionate about your business? If you're not, of course you're not going to be motivated to do it. Like, why would, why would you be? Right. You know, if you're just looking at it as a means to an end, as a paycheck, which isn't always a bad thing, but that's going to run out. Like, you're going to run out of steam with that. And mm-hmm. so do you get that question? What keeps you motivated? I just cue that so much. You know what's funny?
1: (laughs) You might be the first person that asked me that. Really? Yeah.
0: I don't know. I think, I think it may be some, I don't know. There's so much in like the online business world stuff now that's so interesting and, and people, I think a lot of it is probably people watching other business owners Mm -hmm. and being like, well, they're so successful and like, why didn't I get there faster? Why didn't I get there as fast as they did, or why am I not there? and they're not thinking about the years it was to grin and bear it and just dig your heels in, mm-hmm. and I think people are trying to make it more easy, yeah, than it is
1: <laughs> to Which there's no such thing build up exactly,
0: yeah, and so I don't know i I get that question like, what keeps you motivated? I'm like, I don't know, I'm always motivated to continue to grow and continue to impact people and things like that so if you're not motivated like you gotta go back to square one and be like what are you doing in the first place
1: yeah you know yeah it's so interesting absolutely I just think that that's one of the the downsides of social media is people putting things up and portraying a certain life to be a certain way in all reality there's a whole lot about owning your own business that's not sexy
0: oh it's so unsexy (laughs) yeah
1: I mean it's it's yeah Exactly. There's, it's the farthest thing from sexy, probably (laughs) 90% of the time, (laughs) you know, and that's the reality of it. And I think that a lot of people, because of social media, look at it and think that it's, oh, it's so glamorous and I can do all these things and and be all these things. But the reality is that it's, it's, it's hard, Mm -hmm. you know, you got to have your support system and take care of yourself mentally and physically to get through it all. And yeah, it's a grind. let's get into that that's a really good
0: point um taking care of yourself yeah mentally physically emotionally all the things yeah um I'd love to hear I've talked a lot about on this podcast and on our platforms when I was teaching full-time and running this business full-time it was a grind Mm -hmm. you know 2019 we hosted 40 in-person events you said 200 in your first year and I was like oh my gosh (laughs) but you probably had a lot more help than I did um And it was exhausting, and I definitely burned myself out and did not take care of myself for a a good season. I'd love to hear, like, what has that experience been like for you and with kids and all those things?
1: I mean, I'm still trying to figure that out nine years in, right? Um, If I'm being honest, I mean, even this week has been a grind. We've had work events every night this week. Um, But I... I make no excuses and I make the time to get to the gym because to me, yeah. that's just my sanity. What do you like to do? Um, I love lifting weights. Me freaking too. Oh, fun. Yeah. It's the best. I don't mind cardio. I enjoy it if I need it. Love a good sweat. Um, but I also love to travel. And so mm-hmm. I have to have some sort of trip on the books mm-hmm. just to look forward to that, to mm-hmm. know that it's coming. Mm-hmm and have an end in sight mm-hmm. and that's been a big component of how i get through it knowing mm-hmm. that there's this reward yeah at the end of the whatever tunnel however far away <laughs> it may be and that's how i've gotten through it and then mm-hmm. obviously some awesome girlfriends and a lot of wine lots of wine <laughs> <laughs> um for for
0: people who are maybe like in a season where it's a grind and you know it's just them or maybe they have one person that's helping them or whatever it might be and they're like, you know, I wish I could take a vacation, you know, I wish I could, you know, book this big luxurious thing, what would you tell them like in those really foundational moments?
1: Get creative and find certain outlets that work for you here or wherever that you might be. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, not everybody can afford to take a trip. My goodness, we certainly couldn't when we first got started. Oh, yeah. You know, but you have to get creative with it, whether mm-hmm. it's camping or, mm-hmm. you know, find a way. Also, use, choose your credit cards that you use for your business wisely. Yeah. So this points that up. Yep. Those th- have been great.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I know we're working on our conference for October, and as we're looking at speakers, I've had a couple of friends that I'm going to bring in, and they're like, oh, don't worry about – Covering my flight, I have so many points. Like I have, like I could fly to Dallas and back like seven times. And I'm like, great. (laughs) My passion and profit accelerator group coaching program is coming up soon. We start the next round of this program at the end of July, very last week of July. This is the program that dozens of women have been through, and if you are still trying to get your business off the ground, or maybe you want to breathe some life back into it, it's feeling a little stale. And things are just not consistent and you are just not where you want to be. This program is for you. So here's what I want you to do. Go to the link in my bio at Dallas on Instagram. Apply to work with me. Just click that application. Fill out the application. Select PPA. And we will get chatting. I will reach out to you and make sure you are a good fit for the program through the application. It is one of the biggest things that has changed people's lives and quite literally changed their business. I'm going to read you something that one of my clients said about the program. And I quote, being able to work with Amanda has really helped me in my business and raising my prices to where they should be and finally giving myself the confidence to raise them and not budge. Working with Amanda has also helped me figure out what I should be doing in my business as far as the back-end stuff, email marketing, contracts, et cetera. Amanda helped me get organized and helped me see my worth and my services that I'm providing. That is just one of the things that one of my PPA students has said in the last year of running this program. You can see more testimonials on my Instagram feed and on my website if you have any questions. As always, my DMs are open. The Boss Vision Conference is back. Woo, we are so excited to bring this conference back in person October 23rd here in Dallas, Texas. If you're not from Dallas, that's okay. Everyone is welcome. Every year since 2019, we have people we've had people join us from across the country and quite literally across the globe. We've had people come from um Africa to be at this conference. So, if that tells you anything, We would love to have you. Here's what I want you to do. Go to the Dallas Grogan Instagram, the link in bio there, get on the wait list from that link to be notified when our tickets are going to go on sale. Tickets will go on sale very, very soon. And we cannot wait to see you. It is hard. And so is there anything that you want to maybe share too? Because I know mental health is like such a important thing. Everybody that listens to this show, what follows us on social media follows me, knows that I'm a huge advocate for mental health. And I went to therapy a long time ago during college and after and, yeah. you know, on and off as I need it as not, and as I want to, um, because being a business owner too, I was just talking to some of my clients about this last night. There are going to be peak seasons and low seasons. And those moments may come within the same week or the same month, you know. Um, or the same day. Or the same freaking day. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and many you know, of those. Like, you wake up and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is overwhelming. I'm so tired. Or I'm like, there's so much on my list and I don't even want to do it. And then something great happens and you're like, I'm amazing. This is awesome. And then... You know, it, it, can, it can, not happen in one day. So for those people that are maybe really struggling, you know, to balance everything mentally because it is such a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, and there's just life, you know, life happens, yeah. you know, family members die, you get sick. Someone, you know, I, I got COVID a year ago when, you know, all the things are, are happening in the world. Um, so what are maybe some advice pieces that you can give people?
1: I know that this might sound cheesy to some and people might, might hate hearing it, but everything always <laughs> works out and yeah. you have to have faith that it will work out, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because for us, it always has. I've, and there have been times where prayers got me through it mm-hmm. um, and just knowing that there's a bigger picture, there's a reason why all of these things are happening. I may not know it at that moment, right mm-hmm. then and there, but at some point in time, it is revealed to me as to why I went through that. hmm and I've always leaned into that. When mm-hmm. something really tough is going on, I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm here. I'm in it. I'll lear- I'm will i going to learn from it. Mm-hmm. And this sucks, mm-hmm. but we'll figure it out and it will all be okay in the end because it always is. Yeah. It always works out the way that it's supposed to. Yeah. That's so funny you say that because as I was talking about this
0: last night, you know, thinking of business ownership as being this roller coaster, at some point – you know, you go up the hill and you come back down and then mm-hmm. you go up again and then you come back down. And then at some point, like the ride's over and you can ride it again. And you know, but it's going to be th- the worst part is going to be over soon. And and the thing that I think we forget is, and I don't know how you are. You're probably the same way being a business owner. We forget to stop and remember what we've done. <laughs> And remember like what we've actually accomplished before and realizing we can, we've been through X, Y, Z before. How in the world can we not get through this? Or wow, this is worse than what's happened in the past. And I'm still here, <laughs> you know, so true. I'm, I'm sure that I'm going to get through it. And I think the way that I described it, it's kind of like if you have anxiety, because a lot of people do, I've had anxiety for a long time. It's so manageable now but if i know at least what's going to happen or what could potentially happen if it's something that's similar to something that's happened before i know okay bad days happen but it doesn't mean it's just going to continue and i have the power to choose and make it different you mm-hmm. know um i don't know if you have
1: any absolutely about that. i think first of all what entrepreneur doesn't Stop to smell the roses. I mean, we're so bad at it. We're right. terrible at we're it. Terrible we're terrible at it. We're really stuck at it. But one thing that I've learned over the years to do, and it's easier said than done, is gra- to focus on gratitude. Mm. If I'm in the thick of something that is not fun or dealing with something that I don't want to be dealing with, that I, I stop and I take a moment and I look. I try and look back. Oh, my goodness. We have been able to do all of these things. Oh, and yeah. I need to be thankful for what we do have. Mm -hmm. And that has been key to getting through it for me.
0: Yeah. We really are terrible at it. (laughs) Yes. And it really takes, it's like a muscle. You have to practice it, whether it is like gratitude journaling or like whatever floats your boat, you know, I'm not the biggest journaler. I will from time to time and it's super helpful.
1: It's a great tool, but like I'm just not the type of person. (laughs) We have had so many wins over the years. And I I think the first four years of our business, Uh like here's one, for example, Nordstrom picked us up and put our men's line nationwide in every single door. And Jeremy and I didn't even blink and kept going as if it never happened. Yeah, exactly. And someone was like, excuse me, I'm sorry. (laughs) Why aren't you celebrating? I'm like, well, we've got so much to do, you know? (laughs) And there have been so so many examples of that along the way where you've got to stop and celebrate your wins. And... Yeah. Make it a little more fun, you know? And
0: that's why I think it's so important to have community around you. Like you said earlier, you have a great group of girlfriends. Um, I Obviously, I'm a huge proponent of community. Like, it is just something that you have to have people around you that understand you in your line of work, whether you're a business owner or whatever you do, and then just other great people in your life because – it's you can celebrate by yourself and, you know, put things on your whiteboard and, you know, sticky notes on your wall or on your computer monitor and, you know, celebrate that progress or celebrate on social media or whatever. But it feels weird also to celebrate yourself publicly because it feels like you're bragging mm-hmm. and that's not our human nature unless you're just a total narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> um, But it's like it's difficult to celebrate. and I think that's why, especially as women maybe not especially as women, I don't want to blanket everybody, but I find more often than not, it's difficult for women to just, even amongst their girlfriends or like other business owners that they're in community with to be like, hi, I got an article published in Forbes. I'm really excited. Anybody else want to like be excited with me? That's, it's really hard for people to do that. I was talking to my, again, my clients last night. It's funny how this is relating today. Um, And one of my girls got two media features picked up and she didn't even tell me. And it was like four weeks ago. She was like, oh, I forgot. And I was like, how do you forget? That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And it was in these like two great publications. And, you know, it's just crazy how we so quickly forget what we've done or the fact that like No, just because today sucks, like, you're on the right track, you know? Um, So it's just so funny.
1: It (laughs) is. It is. I finally had to get out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. and post on Facebook or on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. about some of our presses. And it's so awkward, but, like, you just, you have to, you know? You have to. You have no choice. Yeah. You put your business owner hat on. Yeah, exactly. You're like,
0: this is what we're doing. Well, I love that. And so what have been some of the challenges that you guys have faced, maybe just generally in business or maybe
1: specifically in your industry? Goodness. How long do we have? There have been so many. (laughs) Let's see. (laughs) Yeah. I'll start with one that takes us back to the very, very beginning Mm -hmm. and it was insane. We place an order for 25,000 pairs of flip-flops for our first order. And we get a call from a customs agent who happens to be new saying that our made in China stickers are too small. And so we went to Whole Earth or Tyler's or somewhere and took pictures of how other brands had listed them and sent them to the agent. And well, he didn't like that. So he told us we had to re-sticker 25,000 pairs of flip-flops before we could take them into our possession, and they were being stored in a warehouse in South Dallas with no air conditioning, and and this is in March, so it wasn't exactly cool, given the Texas heat. And we obviously didn't have money to pay people to do it, because they're like, well, you can pay government employees, you know, something an hour that we couldn't afford, or you guys can come do it yourselves. So we literally called all of our friends <laughs> and family, and we're like, um, "Free beer and flip flops. <laughs> we need help." And put Aiden, my daughter, in a pack and play yep. in this nasty warehouse because she was six months old. Oh my gosh! My mom, I—I I mean, you name it. Mm-hmm. And we were there for three straight days, sun up to sundown. Bloody fingers, having to open the box, open the plastic bag, remove a sticker, put it back on, reseal, retape, oh my twenty-five thousand times, and. um So then we get the product and we're so excited to to sell it and come to find that every other pair is probably defective. (laughs) And it's funny now. It's (laughs) funny now. (laughs) It's not funny then. And so we were like, holy crap, you've got to be kidding me. What do we do? And so we found this organization that helped get that put shoes on the feet of um, people in second third world countries that need it. Mm And so instead of flooding the market with Hari Maris that weren't perfect, Mm -hmm. we're like, well, we're just going to donate them. And so we had half of that order we could sell and the other half we were donating. And as it's leaving on the truck, I'm almost in tears, but it is what it is. Because my first question is, how much money did you lose? A lot. Well, it gets worse. Awesome. So then I'm on Instagram probably about a week later, and we have this brand new flip-flop business, and I see these Hari Maris hashtags for these flash sales. Well, it turns out the organization that we donated to was a little bit corrupt, and they actually didn't take them to Central and South America like they had promised. They actually sold them on the black market in L.A., and they ended up in the hands of all these flash websites. Yeah. So that was our first three weeks of being in business. and I wish everybody could see my face right now. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's funny about it? Holy But shit. not. It, it didn't even phase us. We were like, all right, we got a job to do. Let's do it. And yeah, that would be me. We shut <laughs> down the site. We found <laughs> out who owned the sites and shut it down, and um, learned a big lesson in terms of what to do with old pairs. Obviously, never donate. Did you get them back? Probably not. Um, we didn't get them back, but um, who knows where they ended up getting? I just know the visibility of the, the fact that they the visibility was no longer there on social media. Yeah, um, that was one challenge, and there have been oh so my. many along the way. We've just been punched in the gut, but you just <laughs> have to keep on going.
0: Oh man. Yeah. That is w- wildly incredible that yeah. that happened. Yeah. And, yeah, it's terrible. My first question was, how much money did she lose?
1: I can't. I don't remember the exact dollar amount. It's a lot. I mean, it was a lot. Yeah. It was.
0: Also, I mean, did you have to put the stickers on each shoe? Because if that's the case, it's 50,000 shoes. It was just one side. Okay, good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that would have been terrible. <laughs> but um, it, that was not fun. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah.
0: I can't imagine. But your reaction, I think any entrepreneur that is so passionate, like you said, that is your attitude. You're like, what else do we do? Yeah. It, it What's done is done. Mm-hmm. We can only control what we control. And we have other stuff to do. We have other people to serve. So on to the next thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Onward and upward.
0: Onward and upward. Oh, man. And I think, you know, I think everybody's had their fair share of challenges of someone from the outside challenging them Mm -hmm. or, you know, stepping on copyright or a trademark or copying you or Mm -hmm. things like that. What would be maybe some advice you would have about, you know, when someone else is maybe from the outside attacking is like the only word I can think of (laughs) as attacking you or feels like that's what's happening to your business.
1: Don't be afraid to use cease and desist letters and take it on yourself. I know that obviously hiring lawyers is a huge expense and that's something that small businesses usually don't want to do or can't Mm -hmm. afford. And so we've had that happen. We Mm -hmm. had a, we have a patent on our toe piece Mm and, um, had to protect it. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes people think that you have to hire a lawyer to get stuff done. No, don't be afraid to get online and there Mm -hmm. all those documents can be found online for Mm -hmm. purchase and, Mm -hmm. um, or ask a friend that has done it before and get theirs and, um, kind of lean into your community to get what you need, but don't be afraid to, to take that on yourself yeah. to handle yourself because a lot of times you don't need a lawyer to do it. Yeah. That would be my advice. Or, you know, maybe if you have
0: a good contact or a, a friend has a good attorney and yeah. they, you know, especially if your business is very, like, philanthropy-tied, maybe they would just help you pro bono, you know, give you a quick call and say, here's what I would do, True. you know. yeah, I can't give you full legal counsel because you're not a client, but, um, or at least maybe like look over the document for you. Mm -hmm. You know, I know plenty of, um, attorneys that would do that for, for client referrals or friends Mm -hmm. or a, a purpose that they maybe really believe in or a nonprofit or something. So yeah, that's true too. Yeah. And it's so, so wild. So here in Dallas, you guys have your office, you have a fulfillment center, right? Correct. And, you have a new store. We do. So tell us about how all of this has happened. Because it, how long has it been open? We
1: literally opened it less than six weeks ago. Oh, my gosh. So yes. exciting. Tell us all about it. It is so exciting. So we've had our e-commerce and wholesale business side of the business since we launched. And we sell in about, mm, used to be about 1,000 stores. COVID, unfortunately, put a little bit of a dent. Sure. Given how many went out of business, yeah. sadly. Yeah. But we just noticed that with the climate of retail, and s- even before COVID, stores going out of business and mm-hmm. not merchandising product the way they should be, and mm-hmm. customer service not being where it should be. Yeah. Sometimes, we kind of wanted to take it into our own hands, mm-hmm. and we in our um, at our headquarters mm-hmm. in Deep Ellum, we had a tiny, tiny storefront. And, um, it was never really in our business plan, but people just started showing up curious about the brand and wanting to check us out and can I buy some here? (laughs) So we're like, okay, we hired some cool artists to paint the walls and there's some flip flops on the wall. And we looked at the amount of business we did out of our, our office essentially Mm -hmm. in 2019. And we were kind of flabbergasted to see the numbers. So we're like, my goodness, what if I wonder what we could do in a great location with intent, Mm -hmm. with a, with a legit build out. Mm And so pretty exciting in that we signed a lease on Knox Mm -hmm. and opened it five, six weeks ago, and it's doing great. And it was honestly, with all things COVID and the negativity surrounding all of that, it was so fun to have that to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you plan to open during 2020 or
1: did you plan to wait this long? 2020, actually. Okay. We did. It was in the works and obviously we had to put a pause on it. For sure. Yeah. A lot of people, I feel like,
0: may be wondering, like, wow, after 2020, you're going to open a storefront? Isn't that risky? Has anybody said that to you? Oh, of course.
1: But I'm I'm w- personally uh-huh. one of those people that, sure, I can shop online, but I would much rather go into a store uh-huh. and have someone help me yep. and see, feel, touch, and try on. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, things online don't fit me. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's just yeah. bad luck or whatever. Yeah. And I know I'm not alone, right? Yeah, same here. I also think that people, after especially because of COVID, mm-hmm. want to get out and mm-hmm. go do things and shop. And, yes, um, especially here Yeah, in Texas. exactly. And so we've got a bar set up full time. So you can go in and have a How Bloody Mary fun. or a ranch water. We've got beers on tap. I love it. We have a complete empty space upstairs above the store. We did yoga last weekend. So we're How trying to fun. make it fun. And um, I'm sure it's risky, but everything's risky. Yeah. and everything is. I just, we just wanted to kind of take the control back and, mm-hmm. and, but also it's, it's amazing how many people, not amazing, but Harimari is still kind of unknown. I think if I would ask nine people out of 10 in DFW, if they were familiar with Harimari, they would say no. And so and you're in like hundreds of thousands or, or almost thousands of stores across the country or yeah, whatever. And so I love being able to put a store yep. in Knox Yep. And, um, and even for the people that were familiar with Hari Mari, some of them didn't even had no idea we were a a Texas brand. Yeah. So to put our stamp on, on Dallas and Texas and Mm -hmm. just kind of getting the word out that we are a Texas brand is something that we're really excited about. That is so exciting.
0: I mean, it's relatively new to me and that's, what's so fun. I love it. And no, I just, I think opening a storefront now, especially when your numbers are there, Right. That yeah. makes sense. Like, why would you not, you yeah. know? So I think that's great. Um, a couple questions about, like, e-commerce and wholesale. I know I have handfuls of clients who have physical product-based businesses. Um, and wholesale is one of those things that's, like, you know, they have a few here and there. So do you have any advice for, like, e-commerce and, and you know, wholesale kind of businesses?
1: Well, I oversee our our wholesale business entirely and – Um, you know, we started 10 years ago and I think had we started today, I don't know if we would have done it the same way. Really? I think wholesale is important just for all the reasons that I said, Mm -hmm. but I think just to be careful in how much you spend to build it. Trade Mm. shows are really expensive Yeah, and people hiring people are really expensive. Um, so really I, the way that we got it off the ground was me throwing my samples in a car, and I was literally on the road for the on and off for the most part of the first six months we were in business. Wow! And um, just walking into stores and being walking, like, uh, yeah, n- not knowing really not knowing the industry very well, but not or having a clue to what I was doing. If I'm being honest, yeah. back when we started, but it's I just like, did. What else I just do you do? I just threw my stuff in a bag and went, and I drove all over Texas. I did a Texas loop. I did drove all the way to the East Coast and back. Um, and now we have an awesome team that's doing that, but. Mm-hmm. That's how we got it started. That's awesome. Um, and on the e-commerce side, I think that the advertising—technically, I'm using quotes for advertising—of uh-huh. being in stores and being in retail yep. built our web business. Yeah, builds the brand awareness exactly. And so people see, touch, feel, and try on in stores, get comfortable with the brand, know their size, mm-hmm. and then go to the website. Yep. Um, so that's how we—that's how we got it started. Okay. That's um, how we built it. But things are different because we launched nine over nine years ago, a long time ago. Yeah. You know. That's
0: I was going to say that about shopping online because I definitely don't stuff doesn't always fit, especially I'm about done with Amazon. That's just my own thing. But I if I find something random on Amazon, yeah, half the time it actually right. fits. You know, you do the research and you look at the reviews and whatever. But what I will do is if I find something in store, buy it, love it. I don't want to go back in store because I know it already fits yeah. or I know it already. You know, I like their products. I'm just going to get it online you know, Mm -hmm. because I know about the brand now. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I love Mm -hmm. it. So good. Well, I love hearing your story and it has been so, so fun to chat with you. So tell us what's like, obviously the store is new. If you're in Dallas, go, um, is it, it's on Knox? Yes. The address okay. is 3213
1: Knox Street. Knox Come Street. see us and have a cocktail with me. So fun. And
0: there is a bar in there. Yes. How fun are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. Um, get some shoes and flip-flops and have a drink. Um, anything else like that you would like to share or coming up? Anything like that?
1: I would love to share that for the first year ever, we are launching men's, but also ladies' slippers and house <gasps> shoes for Ooh. Christmas. They'll be here in November, and then right around the corner, because it'll be here before we know it, in March, we are launching our first ladies' sneakers line. (gasps) So really exciting stuff in the pipeline that I can't wait to show you when they're here. I am so excited. I love fun shoes, Mm -hmm. and comfy shoes. Exactly. That's the
0: most important thing. This has been so fun. I love doing in-person
1: interviews. It's like my favorite thing. Um, And where can people find you guys online? Harimari.com. H-A-R-I-M-A-R-I.com. And our same goes for Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then come see us on Knox. Yeah. And then you're on LinkedIn. Oh,
0: yes. 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 Lila Stewart. Okay. Come find me. For the professional shouties. Go get on LinkedIn. I don't know why I said that. I'm really sorry. But (laughs) (laughs) this was so, so fun. Thank you for coming, Lila. It was great. You guys go connect with them, grab you a pair of flip flops, and it's going to give back. Thank you so much for having me. Loved it. Enjoyed it as well.